0: Welcome to the Lighthouse Fellowship of Friends Sunday Message Podcast for April 8, 2018, Jim Barcliffe, Pastor. Lighthouse Fellowship of Friends is located at 925 3rd Street in League City, Texas. We have a 10.30 Sunday morning service and a 9.30 adult Bible school. We do have children's church during our regular worship service. Today, Jim is talking about prophetic community in the light of Jesus. We also have special music content from Julie and general fellowship. We invite you to come to worship with us we hope to see you have a blessed week
1: several weeks ago um, i got a call from kenny and julie and uh, they happened to be here at the church and so i told them i said how about if you would if we meet on a wednesday afternoon and uh, we would talk about some things that Kenny and Julie were talking to me about in a ministry that they feel God calling them to in various churches throughout the area Uh, they attended church in Lamarck and uh, so they felt called to encourage the body of Christ and we listened to their testimony and what the Lord is doing and and what we believe God has them on the road to uh, encourage and uh, lift up the body of Christ today uh, throughout different churches and uh Julie will come forward if you would and share with us how you wound up over here at Lighthouse Fellowship because I believe that was something the Spirit was doing and share with us what the Lord is doing and then if you would, just uh, uh, share with us in the ministry of music and encouragement from your heart. Okay, come forward.
0: Okay, first of all, I just want to say God is so good and I'm so glad that I get this opportunity to come this morning and share with you. God um, has been doing a lot of things in our life, and I actually wrote down several things that I wanted to share with you, but, you know, as the spirit moves, I usually come up with something that I feel like God wants me to say, so I hate to just start reading to you, so I'm not going to. (laughs) but um as Pastor Barcliffe said, um, Kenny and I um, we've been on a journey and about a year ago um, a little less than a year ago, God let us know that it was time that he had some things that he wanted us to share And so my husband and I started on this journey. He actually quit his job and and we thought, okay, we are going to go minister to people well, it was not really lucrative, <laughs> and so maybe not the kind of move that we were supposed to make at that time, but but it was on our hearts to do it. But my husband and I, we had some friction about it because I was trying to bring him in, and he was saying, well, I don't want to do this. I don't know if this is what God wants me to do, and so anyway, uh, what ended up happening is... Uh, I ended up just singing at some different churches, and my husband went back to work. And um, one day, uh, we were just driving in the area, and God had just kept putting into my heart friends, friends. So I thought, okay, we're friends, me and God. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't quite getting it. You know, sometimes God will show you something, and it takes you a while to actually understand what in the world he's telling you. So anyway, uh, Kenny just uh, pulled into this church, just surprised me, because when it comes to me going to churches, he's like rolling his eyes and going, okay, whatever. But on this particular day, he said, uh, well, he didn't even tell me. He just pulled into the driveway and and um, I saw this Lighthouse Fellowship of Friends, and it didn't really hit me at first, but when we got in here and got to speak to Pastor Barclift and stuff, I started thinking, well, maybe this is the friends that he was talking about. <laughs> so anyway, so it was, it was kind of neat. And God, um, he moved on my husband's heart to do that. And often we as women think, Um, at least me, I think that I'm going to move on my husband's heart. And so I'll try to move him here or there, try to help him along with his walk. But really, I need to be quiet, let God take care of my husband, and, and he'll take care of me too. So anyway, it was just kind of a neat little miracle that my husband brought me here. So I'm thankful for that. But um, I don't want to uh, belabor anything and make this long and drawn out. But last night at about 4 o'clock in the morning, I was really struggling. And I feel like, you know, this must be very special for somebody because the enemy was coming very hard against me at 4 o'clock in the morning. But uh, by 4.58, I had wandered back to bed, and God had reassured me that everything was going to be all right. But I know that a lot of you probably encounter this whenever you want to do something for the Lord. The enemy tries to stop you. He tries to stand in your way of the good thing that God is trying to do in your life. So these two songs that I'm going to be singing, one is about that specifically, about me struggling. You know, we need to live from our heart instead of living from our mind, instead of spending a lot of time thinking about everything, because generally when we spend a lot of time thinking about everything, it just doesn't go good. But if we live from our heart and let God's word Take care of those lies that the enemy brings against us, whether it's through our own thinking or whether it's through something on television or somebody else. We need to let that word of God be so grounded, implanted in us that when those things come against the word of God that we are able to rise up and say, no, that is not the truth. That is not the truth. So anyway, so I struggled with that this morning, but I feel like that, you know, God has put me here for a reason today, and um, I just want you to know uh, that, first of all, the things that I've gone through and the things that each one of us go through are not for nothing. Whether you're up at 4 o'clock in the morning because the enemy's attacking you or your child is going through something God is going to use every little bit of what you go through for your good and for his glory. And he is not against you. He loves you. And he has a really good plan for each and every one of you. Anyway, I actually wrote those down so I wouldn't forget them. But I'm not going to open up my book. So I do not know the names of my own songs. Um, God gave them to me. I don't really think it's necessary. I hope the words minister to you. Sorry, I'd like to stop here for just a minute. My husband is looking at me like I'm crazy. But I just feel like um, I really want to pray. If you guys wouldn't mind praying with me because I just feel so nervous, I would really appreciate it. And I wanted to make sure that this was not about me today. And I feel that somehow I'm letting it be about me. So I would love it if you guys would just pray for me.
1: Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we ask you to cover, Julie, the message of that Jesus is the way. It's not our way. That it's your way, oh God. Show us how to love. And we ask you today, even now, by your spirit and Holy Spirit, we ask you to cover Julie in, in the name of Jesus. And protect her that she would know this is going to you. This is going to your heart today and our willingness to be obedient to you, O God. We know, Lord, today you will cleanse us, but yet, Lord, today we step out in faith, and that's what Julie's doing today. Give her the blessed assurance and knowing that God is leading her and being able to share these words, share from her heart and through music, O Lord, and every heart in this place would be open to you. And dear God, today you will receive all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. In Jesus' Thank you. name. Thank you. That is actually the first time I've ever done that. But I do feel like that um, sometimes we make it about ourselves, and apparently that's what I was doing. So I just want to apologize. And Hi, Hunter. Is it okay if I sing? Okay. Awesome. Hunter was letting me know today when it was okay to talk and when it was okay to be quiet. So I'm glad that Hunter's here to encourage me. Okay.
2: Lord, to spell all the lies that come into my mind. Lord, to spell all the lies with your way to truth, your light. middle
0: Um, I actually wrote because our son Christopher was going through a really rough time. And uh, he was just convinced that God had left him. And I'm here to tell you that God doesn't leave his kids. So if you are here today and you think that he left you, he did not. The enemy is a liar, and you can rest assured that he is the faithful one. You are not the faithful one. You will, <laughs> you will make all kinds of mistakes, and you will disappoint yourself very often, but God will never disappoint you. Okay. And I'll try not to stop in the middle of this song and pray or do anything wild. I know, my poor husband, you should have seen the look on his face when I stopped. I mean, it was scary. He was horrified. I'm glad that he stayed. I'm glad he didn't get up and leave me. I know. Oh, it's crazy. You just never know. Okay. But it did go better after I prayed. Or, I'm sorry, after Pastor Barclay prayed. God, forgive me.
2: You'll walk with me a little while I just want to tell you don't quit I know it seems so dark and you don't understand What is this fiery trial tearing up plans? It's not the end, get back up again Jesus.
1: Goodness, thank you, Jesus. You will never leave us nor forsake us. You will be with us that we don't quit. We get back up again and we stand because we know you've called us and you've called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. And we thank you and praise you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for what you're doing in our hearts and lives. We pray for these that are in need of healing. We pray, Lord, today and thanks. expression of thanksgiving in this place uh, as Lynette and Patrick are being restored but also Lord in the fullness of your spirit there that is uh, operating in their family's life and what you do as we surrender and make Jesus Lord of our lives we thank you Lord for your blessing even in the midst of the storm we pray today and thank you for healing Thelma and healing Ellen Thank you, Lord, today for your provision for those at Mariposa. We pray that for Betty, and we pray for Betty Nelson and healing in her life. We pray for Pam traveling, cover her, be with Audrey as she's here. Guide us and direct us as we seek to do your will. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Turn to Acts chapter 1, verse 1. We're a prophetic community. The church has the answer. How many of you know that? You know, in the end times, actually, that's going to become more and more prevalent. And, and there is a move of the prophetic, actually, because prophetic so powerful to encourage and to, to give direction as we walk through this time where darkness will increase, but the light of Jesus will increase also. And Isaiah 60 says, arise, shine, for your light has come. And, and the darkness is all around us. But your light will shine in the midst of the darkness. It's the light of Christ. It's the light of Christ in us as believers. So as the darkness increases, we, Scripture assures us that light will increase also. The Lord said uh, the enemy comes in like a flood, but the Lord raises up a standard against it. And so we are a prophetic community, and we have a prophetic heritage that's so important. And here in Acts chapter 1, just a couple verses... Uh, Jesus here says in my former book Theopolis I wrote about all that Jesus here Luke is writing began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instruction through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen here today as we go back to the gospel even looking at Luke and if you don't don't turn or if you do have your Bibles you can turn and follow along as I speak about these things. But we know there with John the Baptist and at his baptism and his anointing, anointing or unction or infilling or power of the Holy Spirit that came upon John the Baptist. He was one of the last of the prophets before coming the before the coming of Jesus. And in Luke chapter three, verse 16 here, I believe it links the old with the new. And John answered them all and says, I baptize you with water. But one more powerful than I will come, the thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. The baptism of John was a powerful call to repentance for the nation of Israel, but it was only a preparation for greater things to come as Jesus came, and he would baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with power. As a foundation for interpreting acts, I believe we'll look at the flow of prophetic anointing in the Old Testament and then in the Gospel of Luke. I believe it is so important today that believers are filled with the Spirit of the Lord, okay? Now, and you think, and it's been testified here today, in the most difficult times when we cry out to God and it's so painful... And we sit and we actually experience the deliverance that God gives us. We fall more in love with Jesus and we begin to do and step out and minister to people because as this revival begins to take place, the church has to be raised up in the power of the Holy Spirit of God to be able to accomplish what we need to accomplish. And without the Spirit, without the anointing, we can do nothing and this, what I'm talking about today, is very important because I believe when the, the church is walking in the measure of all the fullness of God, as talked about in the book of Ephesians, that you're going to see something so powerful that we would be amazed at the things God is about to do. I believe that's on the horizon. I believe we need to be prepared. I've talked about we are in a season of preparation now. It's important to know that. I talk about this in different ways, but I want to talk about it in the sense of the prophetic today. The prophetic is so powerful when you have a word for someone, say, individually, or maybe a word for a church, or maybe a community. And this is God speaking through you. It's not your words. It is God speaking through you. And when that happens, it changes lives, it changes churches, it changes communities, and it changed nations. And so I believe we are a prophetic community here when we think about it. And there are two things I want to look at, and I believe it's always been God's desire, but these things are beginning, the tempo is beginning to increase. There is an intensity, there is a sense of urgency that we need to get ready, that we need to draw close to Jesus. A couple weeks ago, I said, if you want a closer walk with Jesus, raise your hands, and hands went up all over the place here, and my hand went up also. A closer walk, we need intimacy with Jesus Christ. We need to, we are living in perilous times, and we know today that God is about to do something so magnificent and our only hope is Jesus. This nation is not obviously based in, and certainly is not going to make a difference necessarily in the overall effect if our economy turns around or say the government turns around or whatever. It's going to be because God comes and reveals himself Himself to the hearts of the people in this nation. It's the only way. Two things. Number one, God's desire here as spoken. We think of here of Moses and then also his design, two things. He has a heart's desire to pour his spirit out. And I'm going to read from uh, Numbers 11 here. Because Moses has hit a wall in his ministry. He's got several million people there. <clears throat> and they're following along. They're complaining. They're murmuring. They don't like this guy. He's brought them out in the desert there. He's, he's taken them out of captivity, which is symbolic of, of Jesus delivering his people from their sins there, but they didn't like it. They wanted to go back to Egypt and eat the leeks and the onions and the garlic. and, And then obviously they would have to make brick without straw and all these types of things. And they're not thinking straight, but they're in rebellion. And Moses is exhausted from this. And so he's complaining about the burden of his ministry. And in Numbers 11, verses 16 and 17, God answers Moses. He tells them to gather 70 elders, people already recognized as leaders, at the tent of meeting. And that's the place that God has chosen to meet with them. And then God promises to distribute the anointing of the Holy Spirit that is on Moses to those 70 leaders as well. And so what does this foreshadow? It actually foreshadows the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2 verse 3. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them, and all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. And on the day of Pentecost, the anointing of the anointed one, Jesus, was distributed upon 120 people who went forth and changed the world forevermore. Let me tell you, a pastor can't do it by himself. A pastor cannot go out into a world that is dark and sin ridden and captivated by Satan without the people in the, in the congregation, in the corporate body. The pastor cannot do it. And I believe God wants to distribute to fill to come upon by the Holy Spirit of God upon the people in the church to equip them to go out and minister in the power of the Holy Spirit the same way that Jesus ministered. We need his power. We cannot do it without his power. But with him, the Bible says, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. So it's God's desire here. So what is the purpose of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit? In Acts chapter 1, but you'll receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And in verse 17, he says this, God said, I'll come down and I'll speak with you there. And I'll take all of the spirit that's on you and put the spirit on them. And they will help you carry the burden of the people so that you will not have to carry it alone here. And here, the principle in both texts that we certainly, we don't want to miss, is the purpose of the outpouring of the Spirit. The purpose is here, empowerment for service. You and I are called to be ministers, and it's an empowerment for service. We don't just take our salvation and sort of hoard it for ourselves. We begin to go out and tell the world the good news of Jesus, Amen. amen? The only way that that's going to happen is you and I, are in fill and being continuously filled and anointed with the Holy Spirit of God. It will set the world upside down because of God flowing through our lives and His power. Without Him, we'll not make any difference. And I believe the reason why we are the church of Laodicea today, that's spoken of in the book of Revelation, the lukewarm church, Is because today, many times, these things are not taught, or we're not following through with them, or whatever it may be. But you and I, I want to tell you today, if you feel the way I do, we're desperate for Jesus. We're desperate for him to come and change our hearts and change our lives and change the way we do business around here. We can't stay the same. We have to be changed in Jesus' Obviously, says, he'll be the one that changes us, but we've got to have a willing heart. We've got to have a hungry heart, a heart that's open to him. In verse 24 of Numbers 11, so Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. And he brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand before the tent. And then the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke with them. And he took of the spirit that was on Moses and put the spirit on the 70 elders. And when the spirit rested on them, it says they prophesied, but they didn't do it again. When the spirit of the Lord's on you, you're going to prophesy. You're going to speak forth truth. And that truth is going to go forth, and it's anointed by the Spirit of God, and it will change people's lives. I can't do it by mere words or by fleshly effort, and not by might, not by power, but by my Spirit, saith the Lord. It's God's Spirit today. The Bible I mentioned in Revelation three: Jesus stands at behold, He stands at the door and knocks. <laughs> If any man hears his voice, he said, I open the door and I'll come in and sup with him and, and he with me. I believe that is certainly for the individual believer, but I believe it's for the church today. I believe Jesus Christ is standing at the church door, knocking, saying, let me come in. If we have hearts that are open and letting him come into our hearts today to change us today, this church today would be filled with people. But let me tell you, I'm not talking about it just to try to fill a church today and get people all worked up. I'm doing it because there are souls out here who are dying who don't know Jesus Christ and the desperate need of the church today to let Jesus come back in and take full control of the church again is in need and I believe it's across all of the body of Christ. I believe that's where we are today. My heart cries out for the Lord because I see this today You think it's not happening. You don't think the church is going to be persecuted. You watch just a little tad of the news today and what's happening. There is an uprising against people of faith like you and me who believe in Jesus. I guarantee you, all of you in your peer, the peers around you today, and the things you start talking about Jesus, you start talking about your love for Christ. And let me tell you today, it's going to all hell is going to break loose on you. You start trying to walk the walk with Jesus today, and the enemy, I told you before, you've got a bullseye on your back when that happens today, and that spiritual warfare is certainly real today. A lot of times we're not taught anything about this and how to take authority over it today. Many of you sitting here today, and many Christians today may be today, that you're in despair or you're in depression or maybe the joy of the Lord. You've lost it Because the enemy has continued to batter you and batter and hammer you today. And God is calling us not to sit back and take it, but to rise up and say, I take authority this over my family in Jesus' name. Satan, get out of my house, get out of my family, get out of my children. In the name of Jesus, and take authority today. Because God has given us the power to do that today. Amen? I believe it. We've been just battle-wearied. Battle That's a word. Right here he's saying, and they, they were anointed by the Spirit, and they prophesied. In verse 26, however, two men whose names were Eldad and Medad had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but they didn't go out to the tent, yet the Spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, El Dad and me, Dad are prophesying in the camp. And Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since his youth, he spoke up and said, Moses, my Lord, stop them. And remember this what happened here? What Moses said. Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. And then Moses and the elders of Israel turned to the camp and Moses' response here is talking about the Father's heart and his plan. I wish that all my people were prophets and would speak forth my word in truth and power under the unction power of the Holy Spirit. I wish all of you would do it. Moses is saying, don't tell them to shut up. In fact, tell him to speak more. That's what he's calling you and I to do today. Don't stop because someone intimidates you or another, whatever, society is coming against you. is stand up and take a stand for Jesus and say, I'm not backing down. I'm not backing up. I'm moving forward today. And tell the devil that. Get out of my way, devil. You can't stand in my way. The reality today is when you start seeking the Lord, you will have opposition. Satan is tearing families apart today. Nothing has changed since of old. And it's the enemy coming against people. The grass always looks green on the other side of the fence, doesn't it? The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 11, there is pleasure, temporary pleasure in in sin for a season. But then you pay the price. And what we do is we make our bed and then we've got to lay in it today. And many people today, even Christians, don't know the forgiveness that Jesus has given through his shed blood. And the enemy has peppered you with despair and depression and all these things for a long period of time. I'm telling you right now, take authority over it and say, I'll not have any more of it. Satan, get out of my life, get out of my family, get out of my church and let the freedom of the spirit move. Where the spirit of the Lord is, the Bible says there is liberty. There's freedom in that today, and God wants to set us free. He made us the way we are. He gave us our personalities, and he didn't make a mistake either. He made us exactly the way we are, and as God leads you and he leads me, and and down that path he has us on today, just thank him and praise him today. It may not look like what someone else is going down that path, but it will be the path that God has you on because he's real faithful. He covers us and he guides us no matter what you think. You know, I believe this Hurricane Harvey has brought devastation on so many families. Emotionally, they're torn up. And Cindy and I were talking about it is that a lot of this and that emotional turmoil. And I believe what's happened is, is actually a door's been opened. The enemy's coming in to bring on a more heaviness, the spirit of heaviness. God didn't give you the spirit of heaviness. He gave you the oil of gladness. Hallelujah. He didn't give that spirit to you. And we walk around and we, we slump around and there's no more snap to our walk with Jesus. And there's no more joy in our heart. It's because the enemy has come against you. And he keeps on. The Bible says, submit to God and resist the devil and he will flee from you. But when you submit to the Lord, we do that. And certainly God's people do, don't they? but we resist the devil. Well, he didn't leave right away. Well, you keep on resisting him. He's going to leave. Trust me, the Bible says so. Don't let him take over your home. Don't let him take over your life. Don't let him take over your jobs. Don't let him take over your children. Don't let him take over your family at all. Begin to pray spiritual warfare prayers, and they'll go forth, and there'll be a bondage that will be broken over people's lives today. Because of the anointing of the Spirit of the Lord. We need the supernatural unction of the Spirit of prophecy over our lives and the Holy Spirit of God to encourage, to edify one another. We see this and we read through the Old Testament. We see the flow of the supernatural. Supernatural. I'm not talking about natural, I'm talking about supernatural. His ways are far greater than our ways, His thoughts are far. Way beyond our thoughts here. Supernatural interventions here. Remember what happened with the ten plagues on Egypt? Remember the parting of the Red Sea? Anybody see that right there? I believe it was uh, Easter night or Saturday night before Easter there. Uh, The old Ten Commandments. You see that? (laughs) Moses was standing up there with his long beard and his staff. and, and, And he looked and he said, I'm in bad shape here. All these people here, they don't like me to begin with. They're getting ready to throw me overboard, okay? God, Moses called on the Lord, and the Red Sea parted. And you go, oh, that's a nice story. I've learned as a child. I've known it all my life. Let me tell you today, God is still parting Red Seas, amen? God is still parting Red Seas in your life and my life. God is still working miracles today, that we can't even count the numbers if you'll open your eyes and allow him to work today. That's who he is. Our God is a God of power and strength, the pillar of the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. Remember what happened. Remember the, the anointing upon Gideon. Gideon was scared to death. He was there because it was the Midianites or the Philistine Midianites, I think. And he was down there on the threshing floor, and he was just trying to stay out of sight. He's just going, my gosh, the enemy has hit me and hit me. And he's down there on the threshing floor and all this. And the angel appears to him and says, oh, mighty man of valor. And Gideon, I looked around and said, who is he talking to? I'm scared to death. I'm frightened. I'm fearful. I got a spirit of fear all over me. Who's he talking to? And the angel's basically saying, I'm talking to you, Gideon, because God's got his hand on you. Do you believe that you're Gideon in this manner? And God's angel has spoken to you, and he says, almighty man and almighty woman of valor, be of good courage. Stop hanging your head down. Raise your head up and do what's right confess when you've sinned and then get back up again. Julie sang the song, don't stay down. The enemy says, "Get back down on your knees where you belong." And you're, God's saying, "Come on to Daddy. Come on to Daddy. Don't stay down. I love you. I've got a plan for you, and your life it could be a total mess." God's saying, Don't allow your surroundings or don't allow the circumstances to dictate who you are in Christ and who Christ is in you. We have the victory. The victory because of Jesus. The anointing of the Spirit. David said in 2 Samuel, the Spirit of the Lord spoke through me. His word was on my tongue. And Micah there in Micah 3, 8. But as for me, I am filled with power and with the Spirit of the Lord. And then Zechariah 4. For six, we know not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. What we want to recognize here is the nature of God's people, even in the Old Testament. The power there, the unction there of the, of the spirit of the Lord. Because you see, the Holy Spirit's always worked supernaturally amongst God's people. The anointing was more limited to the leadership. But we know during our time here, talks about that, God says in Joel chapter two, verse 28, and afterwards, I'll pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and your young men will see visions. And even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days there. God has got a remnant that he's raising up you want to be a part of it? Just say, Lord, I want to be a part of what you're doing in the earth today. I don't want to stand on the sidelines and watch things pass me by. I believe that times are critical. I need to be prepared. I need to have my lamp trimmed with the oil there. We know that the ten virgins and only five there to trim their lamps, got ready, got prepared. We need to be ready. There are great things on the horizon. The second thing is, is God's design. God designed it here. You remember what happened there in Luke chapter 1? I'll move through this quickly. The angelic message to Zacharias there. He saw Jesus and he said, I, I, you know, I'll remember what happened. As as he he was to never, the the angel told Zacharias concerning John the Baptist, for he'll be great in the sight of the Lord. He'll never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even from birth. And Luke chapter 1 again, Gabriel's words to Mary concerning the supernatural conception of Jesus. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I'm a virgin? And the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you, so the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. And we remember there in Acts, uh, Luke chapter 1 again, Mary's encounter with Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and in a loud voice she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. Lisbeth is speaking prophetically here. And this is followed by Mary's Magnificat. And then again, Luke introduces Zechariah's prophecy with these words. His father Zechariah was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied. We see it here, Simeon, and. Anna, we see prophetic things happening here. I believe that we are called as a prophetic community. We have the answer. We have the wisdom. We have the direction from the Lord of hosts. His name is Jesus. And we are to share this. We are to speak forth those things in truth. And we're to be confident. God is teaching us those things. We're not there yet. We're learning. We're growing. But I want to be there. I want to do what God's called us to do. Times are too critical to continue on to do things the way we've always done them. We need to follow the Spirit of the Lord. And he's moving, church. He's moving. And he is a he. The third person of the Trinity is a he. The Holy Spirit is a he here. So when you think about it, you've been saved but I believe that's beyond. There's an empowerment for service that I believe God wants to bestow upon the church. And it doesn't just come once, twice, three times, four times. It is a continuous thing. It can happen over and over and over in your life here because the spirit of the Lord, when, we, when Jesus talks about it, has anointed him to speak forth and to preach the good news to the poor. To proclaim freedom to the prisoners and recovery of the sight for the blind. To release the oppressed. And to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor here. We talk about it. So, so rich heritage of the Holy Spirit's, you know, uh, empowerment, inspiration there in what he wants to do in the community of believers. Prophetically. You know, in 1 Corinthians 14, it says, desire the spiritual. Actually, there, that word spiritual is and it says desire to spiritual gifts, but that was put in afterward, the original text. But it means that, but he also talks about to earnestly desire the gift of prophecy. Because you know, people understand it. Because it's as if God is speaking to us. To listen to the Lord. That's why it's so important to listen and to know and the voice of God when he speaks to you. He speaks through you to, through his word. He speaks through impressions. He speaks through circumstances. He speaks through people. He speaks in many different ways. And if we'll open the ears of our hearts and listen to him, he will obviously bless us. And we will then again, just like Moses did, we'll put that blessing upon other people today. That's what God is doing today. In Acts chapter 2, what happened when Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit? 3,000 believed. And what happened after that? Actually, there were more that were added. In Acts chapter 4, they were given the spirit of boldness to speak forth. The Bible says, Lord, they were crying out to the Lord and said, Lord, hear their threats. You know, they want to come against you. They want to kill us today. Hear their threats and, and help your servants. To speak forth the word with boldness and stretch out your hand to heal and perform miraculous signs and wonders in the name of your holy servant Jesus. Signs and wonders and miracles and demonstrations of God's power. That's what he says today. He carries through the, from the Old Testament. Moses, I wish all of you, God's all God's people were prophets. <laughs> You think, well, let me tell you something. The old covenant, the Old Testament, the old covenant is not as good as the new covenant. How many of y'all know that? The new covenant in Jesus is much better. So if Moses says, I wished all of my people could be prophets, don't you know what he's saying today? I really mean it because the new covenant always trumps the old covenant. Jesus is the new covenant. Jesus said in John chapter 14, the works that I do, you will do also. And he said, even greater works will you do when I go to be with the Father. Hallelujah. That's what God's calling the church today. God is in, will still perform miracles today. He still heals. He still delivers. He still sets the captive free because Jesus came to give freedom to the captive. But we need the anointing. I want to pray for you today, that very thing. Open your heart. You want the anointing of God. Open your heart and ask him, do you know what I pray every day? <laughs> I pray this every day. I pray, Lord, give me a greater anointing today than I had, have ever had, than I had yesterday or the day before. Give me a greater anointing. I know I'm dependent upon the Lord and the Holy Spirit of God to work. And I'm asking for a greater anointing. And if you are also, let's uh, just bow your heads and, and let me pray for you today. And I want to just mention today, there are some of you in here that are struggling because the spirit of depression is on you. Because despair is on you. Because you feel like, I'm just not going to make through it this crisis that I'm going through today. Some of you may be here with that. And I want to right now take authority over those spirits. That's not what Jesus said. Jesus said, you're more than a conqueror. Jesus said, I love you. Jesus said that no one can pluck us out of the hand of the Father. That we're children of God. We've been engrafted into the vine. We're heirs of God and co-heirs with Christ. And I stand against the spirit of depression in this place today. I, spirit, I stand against any spirit that's contrary to the will of God in the name of Jesus, and I order it to leave this day in Jesus' name. I take authority over it, and I command you to leave. No spirit of depression, no spirit of fear, no spirit of despair, no spirit of, of just coming in and trying to steal the joy of God's children. I take authority over you right now and command you to go. You have that authority. I sometimes get emphatic. You don't have to get emphatic. They hear you. But I'm just saying today that we need the Lord and we need to know who we are in Christ. And Lord, I ask you to release the fullness of the Spirit in this congregation today. I ask that every person in this place would be filled afresh if they've lost the joy of the Lord today. Fill them right back up, Lord. Fill them up with your joy and your peace and your love. I pray that in Jesus' name today. There'd be someone here who's never received Christ. Never said, I really need to, I've I've got shame and guilt on me. In fact, I want to pray right now for anybody who has received Jesus and you have shame and guilt on you and you've confessed to the Lord, but the devil said, you really didn't mean it. The devil says, you know, you'll never come out of this, this funk that you're in. Right now, I stand against that lie. I stand against all deception that's coming out against you right now in Jesus' name. And I release truth, truth, the truth of our Lord and Savior, who paid it all, and and all to him I owe. When he said it's finished, it's finished. It's done. And we can go into the Holy of Holies. And some of you think, I've gone as far as I can go, and I just stand in the outer court, and that's as far as I can go. No, Jesus said, I'm inviting you to come right into the Holy of Holies, amen, and have intimacy with the the very Son of God. And I pray that for every member of this church, every person in this place this day. They've come, and Lord, you've spoken to them by your word, your truth, because it's about you. It's not about any man, any person in this place today. It's all about you. And I praise you, Lord, and I glorify your name. Release truth in this place. We ask you to release your spirit in this place. I ask you to release the gift of prophecy in this place, Lord. All of your gifts, but also especially the gift of prophecy, just like your word says, because Moses said, I wish all my people could be prophets. I release right now the gift of prophecy in everybody's life in this place. I release dreams and visions, and the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 that he'll give dreams and visions and prophecies in the last days. Hallelujah. I ask that you dream about Jesus. You dream prophetically, and you share it with others as the Lord leads you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in our lives. Dear God, we know today you love us, and we thank you for that. God, we're not deserving, but you made it, Lord, possible because of your shed blood. Your blood, Lord. Your blood. I pray that today in Jesus' name. Every person in this place would be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. The anointing of the Lord would rest upon every person here. Lord, we're asking for that today. I'm asking for, even as Elisha said, I want a double portion. When I, Elijah was getting ready to be taken up, and Elijah said, What can I give you? And Elisha said, I want a double portion of your anointing. Isn't that great? He didn't ask for a new Mercedes. He didn't ask for you know, some, a good steak and p- baked potato. He asked for a double portion of the anointing of God. And that's what he's saying. That's what I want. How about you? Want a double portion? That you can praise God, that you can minister to people under the power of the Lord. 3,000 came to the Lord when the, when the anointing was on Peter. And then beyond that was 5,000. And then the church was built. Let me tell you today, we're in as desperate need today. With the church, as they were during that time when the, first was, the church was first established, we need the Spirit of God. Come, Holy Spirit. Let your fire fall upon your people, O oh Lord. Fire fall on every person in this place, O oh God. Just like at the day of Pentecost, and even strength, stronger, dear God, even greater, a greater intensity. Oh Lord, that we'll never turn away. We'll never stray from Jesus. We'll fall in love with that glorious man that's seated at your right hand. His name is Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Let's just wait just a moment. The Spirit of the Lord is here. Just hold just a moment. Not finished. Thank you, Lord. There's a... God's given a baptism of fire in this place. And sometimes you think that these things have come on you strangely because of the trials that you've given. The Bible says, don't think it's strange when all these things take place. But he's refining our faith. We've got to have faith. And God knows how each one of us needs that refinement of faith but stay and be of good courage because the Lord is working in the process of working in your life and my life even in the most dire circumstances and that baptism of fire is coming I encourage you on your time with the Lord to sit quietly before the Lord and ask Him to fill you with the Spirit of the Lord and just baptize you with with the Holy Spirit and, and with fire Jesus does that the Bible says He will do it as you open your heart. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Almighty One, O Holy One of Israel, the Lord of hosts, Yeshua HaMashiach. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Yeshua HaMashiach. Thank you, Lord. Will the fire of God fall upon you this day in mighty miracles and signs and wonders in a great way, Lord. Oh, praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you show me, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. That you're good and you're good all the time. You're so, so good. You're so, so kind to us. And dear God, today I pray today that you would just come and touch us and change us. Our hearts are open. Thank you for what you're doing. We bless that. And I bless each and every person in this place today. I bless you. In the name of Jesus, I bless you. And bless your walk with the Lord. I bless your, your time with the your, your families. I bless your ministry at the workplace and the marketplace. I bless whatever you're doing. In the name of Jesus this day, as we give you the praise and give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray.
2: Amen, amen, amen. Thank you.